The Detroit Tigers win a really, really weird baseball game, a weird night all around. But we come out victorious all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this was uh, th- This was an interesting one, a really interesting one. Oh, today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Tigers listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Okay. Weird night. Weird night for, for the boys. Um, rain, st- you know, ha- had a weather thing where, where we had rain coming in. And uh, Scooble was scheduled to start this game. And then with about an hour until scheduled first pitch, original scheduled first pitch, they ditched that. And Hinch went, no, Willie Peralta, we're not risking it. And, and it makes sense, right? That that logic completely tracks. Like, that that, that makes total sense. He, uh, you, you don't want your ace to – you don't want to burn through Tarek Skubal on a day where there might be a rain delay – and you might only get like two innings out of them or three innings out of them. And then there's an hour long, two hour long rain delay and you can't go back to them. Don't, don't want that. So made total sense to, to go to Willie Peralta then. Uh, but then they delayed the game before first pitch even. And it got delayed two hours and it started at uh, 910 scheduled 710 start started at 910. So almost to, or exactly two hours then, I guess. And Hinch went, you know what? flip-flop, snip, snap, snip, snap. We're going back to Tarek Skubal. Uh, and that also tracks because he hasn't pitched yet. So, yeah, send, send him out there. Let, let's get him a start. And he had a full start, and he looked absolutely fantastic. Seven innings, six hits, three earned runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. No walks, nine Ks. Two of the three runs would come via a, uh, a a home run that was absolutely cranked uh, at, at one point in the game. But besides that, I mean, the, the first run came off ridiculous nonsense that shouldn't have even happened, right? The first run came off. Th- this, was, this was a really rough game optically. Th- this was a rough game to watch. Uh, th- this, it, it was awesome, incredible fun watching Tarek Skubal on the bump, right? And... Uh, it, it was fun to see the offense maybe, you know, have some signs of life. What wasn't fun was the base running and the defense was just was just incredible. And we've seen this reoccurring theme all year where, like, it's always something. Tonight, just horrific base running. I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. Like, I, I try to be 
as, as respectful as I possibly can. There is no other way to put it uh, other than just putrid base running. And, and I think all every dude in that clubhouse would, would agree with that statement. It was unbelievably bad. Willie Castro, rough base running. Spencer Torkelson, brutal base running. Just, <coughs> excuse me, really, really rough. So that, that was not great. That, that was not too fun. And then on top of that, you have this defensive play that, that cost Tarek Skubal apparently an earned run, which is mind-boggling to, to baseball people everywhere. Uh, apparently an earned run on a ball that dropped technically, I guess, in between Austin Meadows and Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope may, makes a beat on a ball that's in shallow right field. Austin Meadows' first game back. And the ball is over Jonathan Scope's shoulder. Now, from for my money, Austin Meadows should have crashed and, and called Scope off, and it just probably should have been Austin Meadows' ball. That being said, that should not be like a ridiculously difficult play to make for Jonathan Scope either. And he's been phenomenal defensively at second base this season. Uh, but that that should not have been some like non-routine, ridiculously hard play to make. It shouldn't have been. And it ended up being. And then it, it, and then Austin Meadows like couldn't pick the ball up. It, it, it was like it, I don't know. It was like those, you know those tubes that you used to have when when you were a kid where like you couldn't grab onto it. It was like a cylinder. When you tried to grab onto it, it would like slip through your fingers. And you just like couldn't pick it up and you were like this. That's that's what that reminded me of. I don't even remember the name of it. I don't even know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. But that is that is what it, it looked like. He was just trying to pick something up that just kept slipping through his fingers. And, and he literally couldn't pick up the ball. And then, I, and then the runner scored and, and that was apparently an earned run. Apparently, that's an earned run. Apparently, that's nobody's fault but Tarek Skubal's. He earned that to, to give up that run. He deserved to give up that run. Apparently, that, that was just flawless defense by everyone else involved. I And, like, that's the tough thing. Like, I don't know who that's an error on, I guess. I guess it's not technically an error on scope if you don't think that's routine. But that also gets pretty subjective. Earn runs and, and runs and errors and non-errors get kind of subjective at times, and this is certainly one of those cases. I don't know how – I on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, I, uh, Castellani went on a huge rant about it too. I'm not sure how that's possibly an earned run. But it was, and then he gave up the home run, which which was uh, two runs. But the thing that, that is incredible about Tarek Skubal is the fact that this is like the bottom of what we've seen this year. Like, this is, like, the the worst that we've seen so far. His ERA is, like, just over two. This is this is the worst. Some One of the, the most runs he's given up in recent memory, and it's seven innings of nine strikeout ball, and it's still a quality start. Six hits. Like, three of those hits were under 70-mile-an-hour exit velos in, in the early innings. Just ridiculous nonsense. He looked absolutely fantastic. The pitch mix was unbelievable. 31 sliders, 26 four seams, 14 sinkers, 13 change-ups. We'll get back to the change-up in a sec. 
and eight knuckle curves. He had 19 whiffs. His career high is 21. 19 whiffs for Tarek. His CSW percentage was 36%. 36. That's nuts. 36% of pitches he threw in this game were either called strikes or whiffs. CSW. That is remarkable. Over a third. Over a third of his 92 pitches in this game were strikes. Either called or swinging. Nuts. Nuts. He's a dog. Unbelievable performance from Scooby. And it was, when it comes to earned runs and hits given up, one of the the lower end, I can't even use the word worse because that just is, is insulting to how great of a performance this was. Uh, one, one of the lower end performances we've seen when it specifically comes to hits and earned runs, so if you're just box score watching. But if you watch the game, you know that it was a, a hell of a lot more than that. No walks, 9Ks. The biggest thing for Tarek Skubal has been and always will be fastball command. If he can establish the fastball command, if he can establish the heat, it is... It's it's bingo bango. He he's killing it. When the fastball starts to waver, that's when you start seeing him have to go to other pitches. But he has so many effective pitches at this point. The changeup was unbelievable today. That is the best his changeup has ever looked, ever uh, that I've ever seen it at any level. I've been watching this dude since he was in Double A. It's it's the best. His changeup, the most effective, easily. His CSW percentage on his changeup, everybody take a guess. I'll give you a hint. It's really nice. He had nine whiffs on 10 swings induced on the changeup. 90% whiff percentage, okay? No called strikes because they were all changeups low that he got people to chase on. That CSW percentage is still... 69%. Almost 70%. He threw the pitch 13 times. 13 changeups thrown, 9 whiffs. Remarkable. Absolutely ridiculous. Dude's unreal. Average exit velocity, about 90 miles an hour. Uh, Runs a little hot. I mean, uh, you know, some of that heavy lifting has to do with with giving up a, a, a very, very hard hit home run at one point. Left a fastball a little bit too much over the plate. Uh, had another pretty hard hit ball, I think, earlier in the game as well. Uh, but then just was on cruise control. The only thing that there's really left to talk about with him and this outing was, do you give him the eighth inning? And I know that that was the big talk of the town because he had, what, a seven-pitch seventh? Uh, he, he was, look, here's the thing. The top of the order was due up, and I know – the, the people that aren't super analytical, not analytical. I, I don't want to say that because everyone's analytical in their own right or, or what they consider analytics. But uh, for, for people that are are maybe a little bit more old school, um, there is, I don't know how to word that, how I want to word it, because that's not really what I want to say either. But I, I, I think you get, if your mindset is, is that I, I know that you really wanted to, to, to see him take the eighth. And honestly, I, I think everybody, wanted to see him take the eighth it would have been fun but the top of the lineup was coming up it's very difficult to 
to kind of, yeah, not, not great. Not great. So, I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. Just in this conversation, just in me talking right now, I've gone back and forth in my head. That's why I'm dragging it out. I'm okay with the decision. Alex Lang has been really good this year. We'll get to him later. Uh, and, and then, obviously, you go to your closer in nine. Um, I, I totally get the logic for doing what they did, I, and, I, and I support it. I, I think they made the right move. Uh, if I had to make a decision like that, I, I probably would have gone to the pen, too, just for the sheer fact that the top of the lineup was due up pretty soon. If not that next inning, I think it might have been the leadoff hitter in the eighth. Um, so I, I think you kind of have to pull them, but I know that it hurts. And I, I, I know, I know, I know guys. I know. All right. Okay. Uh, so Scooby shines again, ace of the team. Let's go to the offense. Let's, let's go have some fun. Let's talk about some, uh, some offense that actually woke up a little bit, gave us something to talk about first though. I got to tell y'all about blue Nile, blue Nile, the original online jeweler. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry, ex jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at, a, at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagements. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here at Locked On Tigers. We have an important favor to ask you before we go any further. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now and get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that does it has a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. All right. Here we go. Segment two, let's talk about the offense. Woke up the bats a little bit. Oh, do we go with the offense? I already teased the offense. I, I might. I kind of was like, oh, well, maybe we'll just go to the bullpen like quick little segment two, go to the bullpen. Is that like a really rude pump fake? I'm going to do it. I apologize. I got an MJ one hand pump fake on y'all. Uh, the bullpen really quickly, Alex Lang, not his best outing we've ever seen. Right. I mean, I mean, certainly we've, we've seen dominant outings from Alex Lang. So it's certainly not the, uh, the best outing we've ever seen from him, but the fact that we cannot have the best outing that we've ever seen out of Alex Lang and it can still be a shutout no hit inning is is pretty damn cool right that's pretty damn nice so 
He goes one inning, no hits, uh, no runs, one walk, and uh, no strikeouts, which is also kind of rare for him. No whiffs in this one, just period. The stuff was moving pretty fine. Uh, the velocity was, again, pretty fine. Uh, the changeup was coming in at 89, sinker at 95, 96, curveball at 86. The, the thing is, with this one, the command was just not there, and that's why you had the leadoff walk, and then Scope made a phenomenal play, making up for the play earlier in the game, I guess, and got doubled the runner off at first base. Uh, here's the thing. The, the Man, his ERA is really, really low this year. He only threw 11 pitches, too. When the command is off, it's off. The thing is, he has such nasty stuff that even when the command is off, he can still kind of make his way through most major league innings. And no disrespect, because we're having a really brutal year too, but like especially against the Pittsburgh Pirates, like that that's a that's a lineup he can still navigate through, even when the command's not 100% there and, and can rely on some nice plays from a really solid middle infield defense that we have. I, it, it's, it's, it just works out for him sometimes. And this was one of those times. So certainly was not the, the tip top of shape was not peak Alex Lang, uh, that, that I love so much. However, uh, cer- certainly, um, still got the job done and that's all that matters, baby. That's all that matters. Gregory Soto then got the ninth. Uh, it's time to start putting some respect Back on Greg's name. The dude got dragged through the mud in April by this entire fan base. Uh, I mean, I made comments about, you know, I was his biggest defender ever. And in April, uh, I was about to say, you know, um, or I did say, rather, not about to say, goodness. I did say in April, like, I wouldn't give him the ninth. uh, But I I would still give him, you know, second highest most leverage. I still wanted to get high leverage. But I don't think I'd give him a one-run game in the ninth at this point. And uh, he has been absolute nails for the last, like, almost month. I mean, his last 11 appearances now, he's barely gave up any runs. Um, he, he, the biggest thing, honestly, in the last month and change, or probably, probably about a month, maybe a little bit less than a month, if anything. But um, over those last 10, 11 appearances has been no walks to speak of. I think he has one walk in that entire stretch which is the biggest thing when he is on, he is one of the most dominant relievers in this sport. Do not get it twisted. Even with the rough may he has a, or the rough April. Rather, he has a sub two ERA on the year. When on there, ain't nobody like him. It's just when he's off, he blows up beautifully and, and catastrophically. And he, he just, we, we need to, we need to make sure that he's on. So he has definitely been on the last little bit. The velocity was still really good today. Uh, had a couple of really nice pitches. I thought, I thought the command was the best that I've seen in, in a while. Uh, it was really good in that Yankees game uh, that he appeared in later in the series outside of like one or two pitches. Uh, this game, I, I thought it was really solid again. So all around very solid pitching from everybody involved. Uh, and it wasn't even like everybody's best, like peak selves. And it was still really good outings from everybody. So that's really encouraging. The fact that we can say all three of these dudes could have been better and yet they performed really well. That's awesome. So we'll gladly take it. Okay. Let's get into our final uh, ad read and then we'll get into the offense for real this time. I promise. I promise, promise. We're going into the offense for real this time. Okay, 
Uh, first, though, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product that I use. I talk about it on this show. I talk about it on Lockdown Red Wings. It's an awesome product. It's a, all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs from a uh, in a 24-hour period. And that is it, – it's awesome. You just put it in 8 to 12 ounces of water. You drink it first thing in the morning. Your body has everything it needs for the day right off the rip. It's an incredible product, something that they sent to all the hosts a couple of months ago just to try so that they knew what we were going to, you know, be endorsing. And I fell in love with it. And now I re-up it every single month. And I and I get a new box and I get my my monthly shipment. And it's absolutely amazing. I swear by it now. It's it's something that I could tell the difference in my gut health and my digestive health really early on. Uh I truly do. I I, I love athletic greens and uh, I mean, it, it fits any diet, keto, like gluten-free, et cetera. It, it's really a, a phenomenal product. And to make it all easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network today. Also got to tell you about Bet Online. Our friends over at Bet Online, they're the number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey, Stanley Cup finals coming up, conference finals also wrapping up, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get into this offense, shall we? Ha- ha- woke up a little bit. Woke up the beast. I'm far from calling the Tigers offense beast, but uh, was a, a really good showing. This offense had 13 base runners and five runs, uh, 11 hits, two walks. Uh, everybody got a hit except for Austin Meadows. Every single person that that started well that play there was no backups this game so every single person that hit uh got a hit except for austin meadows willie castro two for five jonathan scope one for five uh with a just torch double miguel cabrera one for five single the opposite way javi baez two for four with a stolen base a run scored great great to see javi hit like that man and, and he you could tell he was seeing the ball well I know that sounds weird because one of the balls he hit for a single was at his ankles, but like that's Javi as we're very well aware. The thing that makes Javi Javi is the fact that he can be aggressive and be effective. People can give him crap as much as they want. And this year he has certain, I mean, he has a 556 OPS. It hasn't been effective in 2022 in his career though. He has been effectively aggressive for years. He will chase pitches out of the zone and still hit them the opposite way or still hit them 109, 11 miles an hour and, and turn them down the line for doubles. Like that, that's just Javi. And when he, that is what he does when he is on. He'll still chase. That's not going to go anywhere, but he will still be able to drive the ball when he does chase. And he'll be able to spit on pitches that he can't even do that with. That's the aggressively effective Javi. And that's what we finally saw in this game. First time we've seen that that since the first couple of weeks of the season. He looked really solid. Um, Austin Meadows goes 0 for 4 with 2 Ks. 
he just looked a little bit behind at the plate. Uh, when I was watching him in AAA this past week for rehab, uh, took him about a game to get his timing back, and then he was back for the AAA timing, I'd imagine. Might take a game or two to get his timing back at the major league level, and then he'll be back to Austin Meadows, not worried about it at all. Spencer Torkelson had one really, really, like, just – here's the thing, man. Like, it, it's – the one at-bat that he ripped was was a great at-bat. Incredible barrel control. You can tell how much he focuses on his barrel control. And when he's on, like, if you watched him in the minors, when he is on, he, he just goes, like, supernova, and he just, like, will hit everything everywhere and be incredible. And we're still waiting for that, obviously. But the the barrel control is unbelievably impressive. The the at bat, the, there was another at bat in this game, though. The walk was nice. We we he's been walking at a fantastic clip for any major league player, and and especially for a rookie. But there was an at bat. I think it was the second at bat of the game. He still just at times is way too timid, and it just it, it's so frustrating. Like, dude, you. Like, just let it rip, brother. Just let it rip. You got all the raw ability. You got all the talent. You you have, like, everything that's gotten you to be a major league baseball player at at whatever, 23 years old, 24 years old. Like, just, just swing the damn bat. You're one of the best hitters in the history of college baseball. Let it fly. Let it fly. You, you were great at every level of the minors. Let it rip, brother. So there's still a little bit of times where I just get frustrated at, at how, I don't want to call it timid because that almost has like a, a negative connotation, but like it, it it's just, he, he he's so passive. That's the word. He, it's just at, at times it's beyond passive. I mean, in the Yankees series, he watched, I think there were two in the weekend, full count looking strikeouts on fastballs they were fastballs in the strike zone and he just stood there and watched them like grip it and rip it brother you got a you were gifted a a an unbelievable talent to hit a baseball just utilize it baby utilize it but did have a really good at bat you you notice the barrel control you notice the the just the bat control as a whole and and how impressive it is and how much he works on it. He's going to be fine. Uh, it, it's just, it, it is something that he's done at every level. When he first got called up to, to single A, everyone was like, oh my goodness, he's struggling because he was taking a lot of pitches, getting his timing down. And then after three or four weeks, he just went supernova. And then he got called up. And then the same thing happened where he, for the first little bit, he was struggling and people were like, oh my goodness. And then he went supernova. It's coming. It's, it's going to happen. It's because it's been a reoccurring theme at every single level. It's gonna happen. We just gotta we, we just gotta wait for it to happen. Uh Daz Cameron, two runs scored, two strikeouts and a rep. I really liked the decision to put Daz Cameron in center field in this game. I was talking about it with someone. I think I was talking about it with uh infamous Twitter user Lions underscore Super Bowl, actually. Um I, uh, we were talking about the, the fact that like Hinch just loves Willie Castro and that he might just keep putting him in center, even with Meadows back. And I I was very pleasantly surprised to see Daz Cameron in center field. Willie and left made a nice play in left, got a couple of hits. If if you love Willie and you want to keep putting him in the lineup, do it. Just don't put him in center anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much over that. So 
Um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised to see Daz Cameron still crack the lineup uh, and, and get put in center field. Tucker Barnhart with a couple of rips, really nice. Talked about some stuff he did pregame that might have helped him. Uh, had a one ball that probably should have just been a routine out, but still hit that ball hard and still had a hit besides that on the day. Ended up getting an RBI. And then Hinton Harold is just unbelievable. He's just unreal. I know he only went one for four and he had three Ks, but when he needed it most, right? When you needed it most, when you needed a bloop single, it wasn't a bloop, but I think it was hit over 100 miles an hour. When you needed a, a short distance single, with the bases loaded and one out, who are you going to call Harold freaking Castro? You're going to do it every single time. Don't even lie to yourself. If you need a single, no matter the situation, that's who you're calling. He continues to amaze me. Continue. <laughs> that dude just makes me laugh, man. Love him to death. All right. I think that's everything I got. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. And I'll make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the daily, number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That's a win. Okay. That is a win for your Detroit Tigers. It wasn't an ugly game. They were throwing the ball around a lot. We were throwing the ball around a lot. We made some defensive mistakes. They made some defensive mistakes. Uh, we made several base running errors. It, it really was an ugly game. Two-hour start, crap, delayed start, crappy weather. But Tarek Skubal pitches the Detroit Tigers win. And uh, the Detroit Tigers are now 9 out of the division, still amongst all of this, it is early June, and we're nine out of the division. We are 500 at home and then have the worst road record in all of Major League Baseball. There's a lot of weird things like that. We have the worst road record in baseball. If we just didn't suck on the road, we'd be a lot more in the mix currently. Uh, then there's like, if you take the last like three weeks and the first like two weeks, all the way up, if you take from opening day up until Miggy's 3,000th hit, and then you take the last three weeks, we're like a 500 or, or better, I think. I think we're over 500. But the three weeks or four weeks in between that stretch, we went like 2-90-ish. and 90 -ish. <laughs> there, There's a lot of just weird things. Where like if you just take out one thing, like this team is there. I know that's not an excuse. And what I said after the Yankee series still reigns true. I, like, I'm still just going to think, okay, well, when we played a good team, like, look what happened. They're, they're going to have to convince me otherwise with that. But nine out of the division, right? And six games out of the wild card. It is early June and your Detroit Tigers, even with all the stuff that's going on, still only six games out of that wild card spot. Let's have a fun summer, right? Eh? Let's go win another series. We're like obsessed with two game series against the Pirates for whatever reason. Let's go win another one tomorrow. Today, as you're listening to this, a nice little day day game. Let's go. Let's go win another one. Head into Toronto. Call up Riley Green and have a fun summer, eh? Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tigers.